my life gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Focus on the Facts. My guest today is Patricia Negron, or Trish for short. She's an investigative researcher and journalist for Crowdsource the Truth. She will discuss today's biggest scandal occurring in Washington right now involving aspiring in Congress set up by the Awan brothers from Pakistan. A few months ago, Trish teamed up with George Webb and Jason Goodman in the open source investigation of the Clinton Foundation. Their open source investigation is exposing the worst criminal enterprise of all time in world history. George began the investigation of the Clinton Foundation by following the money. He started out by looking for rat lines. Rat lines are set up alongside of oil pipelines in every country that the U.S. goes to war against, and they are used to traffic arms and drugs. But not too far into the investigation, George found that the rat lines were also being used for organ harvesting and child sex trafficking. So all these rat lines are operated by the Clinton Foundation, the CIA, and DynCor, and are set up in Libya, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Haiti, and many other countries, including all across the United States. George says they're now making more money from organ harvesting and child sex trafficking than they were from making the trafficking arms and drugs. Today, Trish will expose the biggest scandal occurring worldwide right now that the mainstream media is still refusing to cover, the spy ring in Congress. Judge Napolitano reported on Fox News that these Awan brothers had access to the emails of every member of Congress and that Imran Awan, who was just arrested this week, was selling U.S. secrets to foreign agents. These brothers have been gathering dirt on members of Congress for many years now, and Trish can probably narrow it down and tell us how many. My guest today is a true hero who puts her life on the line every day in conducting this spying investigation. Reporters and investigators who try to expose the corrupts involving the Clinton Foundation and the spy ring are getting murdered almost every week now. I truly respect and honor this hero, and I want to thank her for taking the time out from the investigation to come on Focus on the Facts. Welcome back to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to have you here. I'm glad to be here with you. You mentioned that um, Imran had been arrested. That was a really big development and very exciting. It seemed to have blown the whole thing up pretty badly for a lot of the players here. So we're optimistic that, you know, the the dominoes are starting to fall. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, Yeah, tell some of my listeners... um probably don't don't even know about that. Tell a little bit about when he was arrested and how that came about and what he was up to, why they grabbed him. Okay, so the charges on which he was uh, arrested at Dallas Airport were for bank fraud. 
he and his wife, he even phoned <laughs> the bank. So this is the Congressional Credit Union, and it's meant for members of Congress and their staff to be able to utilize in the, their day-to-day banking needs. So for car loans, home loans, things like that. So and they're meant. It's meant to help staffers, for example, buy a home that uh, you know that they'll live in. It's a primary home, but the Awan brothers were using the Congressional Credit Union, apparently, to take out numerous loans fraudulently under the guise of a primary home mortgage, but they were <clears throat> very little money down, and they would you know, claim they were for home improvements or something, but then they would just pocket the cash. And in this case, apparently, Imran called, pretending to be his wife, uh, Hina Alvi, and uh, applied for this loan. Originally, it was for this one was $160,000, and claimed it was for funeral expenses. And when the Congressional Credit Union turned it down, he said, "Oh, well, actually, it's for home improvement." And so they gave him the loan, which seems pretty shocking in and of itself. But yeah, I was going to say, but they gave him the loan, and uh, anyway, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> So the charges now are that they took out this loan fraudulently because the home was being used as a rental property and it was only, these loans were meant only for primary homeowners. So that's the basis for the arrest. But in the meantime, um, as you know, and many of your listeners probably know, um, back in February, Imran and his brothers, along with two wives, had been uh, their access to the congressional IT network was uh, suspended. And this was after a month-long investigation that began in 2016 in which it was discovered that the Iwans had been hacking congressional computers. So not only were they working for all of these representatives in an IT capacity and had never been seen on site. Their salaries were two to three times those of their office peers, and they had top-secret clearances. So they had, they had authorized access to, very, to classified data anyway, but it was also found through this investigation that they were illegally accessing data on the network. So it was for that reason, as well as a series of 20 office burglaries in which computers and hard drives were stolen, that the the combination of the two were what got them fired and put them under um, police investigation by the Capitol Police in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, it was only Debbie Wasserman Schultz who kept Imran on a public payroll after he had been fired for this, these reasons and actively under investigation until the day. And I don't think was, I don't think that people I don't think that people knew that until after he was arrested. Didn't investigators didn't did you investigators find that out that she still had him on the payroll? I don't know if the investigators knew, but many in the public arena knew. And it was on that day, Tuesday, that she finally 
fired him and made a statement, public statement as to that effect. So keeping someone, you know, the idea that she would keep him on as a consultant after he'd been fired for hacking and burglaries is just astounding to begin with. This is taxpayer money, meanwhile. And at the same time, he, he was serving in an IT role in Congress. He was also um, an employee of the Pakistani Customs um, Agency as well. So, so many conflicts on, on so many levels. And then you may recall all of these car dealerships that the family had owned and had been made um, brought to bankruptcy every 18 months or so. And there was recently uh, what appears to be a murder at a car dealership by the name of Classic Motors in the D.C. area that we're now um, investigating because we think that it's related to Alpha Jalo, who George believes was the uh, is running a Bentley car theft ring that's being used to supply diplomats. And it's yet another way to, um, you know, create profit you know, through these these government activities. It's just another way to to skim some money off for themselves. So, right. And you know, when I was earlier when I was talking about um, describing these rat lines that we that have been investigated, and they these are one brothers. They have businesses and everything. They're all involved in these rat lines too, aren't they? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think, though, even for us, as we've gone through this investigation, we're we're um, having a few surprises here and there because it seems like uh, the Awans were not only spying on behalf of Hillary Clinton, but they were also, uh, you know, selling secrets to Pakistan and other countries for profit without the knowledge of Clinton and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Our understanding is that Debbie Wasserman Schultz is beside herself and um, may have been bamboozled by Imran Awan along with lots of other people, but she was the one who brought him in there. He may have been in there for more than 10 years. These guys have been running this firing using these blackberries that Hillary and Clinton insisted on using against the advice of the NSA that told her they could not guarantee their security and wanted her to use a different phone, but she insisted on the BlackBerry and then had this whole network where she was having everyone else she worked with use BlackBerrys. And Anthony Weiner, in fact, was the person in charge of the individuals. We think Imran and his family members in the distribution of those blackberries, which you may know also were found in a Virginia home owned by Imran Awan and which U.S. Marine Andre Tagger was renting. He discovered these smashed devices in a closet and turned them over to the FBI. And we actually have on Crowdsource the Truth a YouTube channel a phone interview with Andre Taggart, who confirms those uh, the existence of those devices. Right. And didn't Imran Awan try to get those back from him? 
that's I, that I don't recall. I, well, I, Debbie Wasserman Schultz at a uh, committee meeting of some kind, <clears throat> excuse me, was threatened openly threatened the Capitol um, police chief Verderosa over a laptop that they had confiscated in the course of their investigation into the Awan brothers spy ring, but they had found this laptop stashed in some sort of crevice in a building in which Debbie Wasserman Schultz did not even work, yet she was claiming that that laptop was hers and that it had been lost and that she wanted it back, and she openly threatened the Capitol Police Chief if he did not return it to her with consequences. And this, we believe, is one of those laptops that was being used as perhaps a server. We also know, actually, through the in, the original investigation into the Awans, that these devices were phoning home, which means they were connecting with off-site servers all along. And Again, we believe that, you know, Anthony Weiner's laptop with the 650,000 emails on it is one of those servers, and they were strategically placed around the Capitol so as to automatically sync up with any of those Blackberries that were, had the spyware on them whenever a congressman came out of a skiff where they were having classified meetings, all of that data would then upload to the servers like Anthony Weiner's laptop. Right, right. Now, in, in an email, Hillary referred to uh, he referred to them, Hawan Brothers, as Anthony Weiner's trusted staff, didn't she? Well, but she that wanted a BlackBerry delivered? Yeah, that's who we think it is, um, because they were the ones with the blackberries. I mean, the evidence was in Imran Awan's home, so that's how we made that link, but it's redacted on the email. It names Anthony Weiner, but it doesn't name individuals, uh, you know, uh, that are the trusted staff. But right. that's the right. term used um, in that email is trusted staff. Now, did the Awan brothers, did they... Did they put BlackBerry phones down in, in a Congress building for sale? In a, did they have BlackBerries so that so Republicans would have bought those BlackBerries? Well, two things. One is there was there's a Verizon store in which the BlackBerries are sold um, in the right. same right in that area, and George believes that many of those could very well have been preloaded with this spyware. And then if you consider, we think we're starting to get some um, inklings that there may have been uh, Republican congressional members who also were given these devices. But even aside from that, if you consider any of the members of Congress, which we believe there are about 150 of them, who used these over the course of the 12 years or so that this was going on, um, they, if they were communicating with any Republican congressional members, those emails would have been captured as well. So right. um, they would have, they, they absolutely had intelligence from both sides of the aisle as a result of the way that this was being uh, the whole ring was devised. So right. And what what kind of committees? Now these, you know, these sensitive committees that all these 
members of Congress were on? What were those committees that, that they're listening in on all, all this stuff? I mean, well, the most one, um, especially the uh, special concern is the House Intelligence Committee, which handles our most sensitive foreign intelligence information, and they would have had access to that through several of the members of Congress. And if you recall, Nancy Pelosi, Imran Awan, had Nancy Pelosi's um, iPad and the password to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's iPad. And we know this because of the WikiLeaks emails. It's in writing in those emails. So that's also a fact. And you got to love it that the New York Times came out after Imran was arrested and called George Webb a right-wing conspiracy theorist and tried to pretended that None of the all these issues we've been talking about with the hacking of Congress, the access to sensitive data, the, the theft of the equipment, none of that has been mentioned by the New York Times. And, in fact, they, they insist that these bank fraud charges that were brought um, and got Imran arrested are all that's to the story. And, yeah, you right. know, there's this whole long list of facts and evidence that show that, you know, there's every reason to be deeply concerned about this. Well, yeah, you guys have been reporting on this spy scandal for months on end, you know, and, uh, yeah, then they come out and that's the only mention that that is made of it, and then, you know, put that tie in the conspiracy word with his name. (laughs) You know, this is so insane, the mainstream media not covering this. I mean, and it, it, and believe me, the whole world knows about this. This is the biggest scandal worldwide. It's not just in this country. The whole right, world knows we, this. I mean, yeah, this would just be we, like, okay, see, if Russia, if the same thing happened there, you know, that, that their whole legislature was tied in to this. I mean, you know, our media would be covering every word of it, what was going on. But no. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and it implicates so many people. It makes oh a God. lot of sense that they're desperately working to keep it under wraps. But surprisingly, Forbes magazine wrote a, a rather objective um, article about it, and so and National Review published a really great piece on it too. So people, people are talking about it, and even if they don't know who the ones are, a lot of people have heard the name now, and that's that's really positive. But I don't know if you've heard of these other individuals who now, you know, Klaus Eberwein, the Haitian, I don't know if um, he was supposed to testify in a court case against the Clinton Foundation for fraud, and he was found dead of a gunshot wound to the head in the, in Debbie Wasserman Schultz's district on the Friday before the Tuesday he was supposed to testify. And so we right. have yet again another individual who has died a violent death and is directly associated with the Clinton Foundation's corruption. Right. Well, it's hardly ever a week goes by that somebody else doesn't end up murdered. It's true. I mean, and then I don't know if you've heard about Peter Smith or we had talked. Um, he had died a couple months ago. How He was a, an individual who had been trying to access Hillary Clinton's 33,000 deleted emails. And it appeared that he was quite close to um, 
reaching his goal. And we actually had just completed an interview, a formal interview with Charles Ortel, who was not only an associate, a colleague of um, Peter Smith, but they were they were somewhat friendly, and they had just spoken within hours of Peter being found dead, and Charles thought nothing of it because Peter was in his early 80s and wasn't in the best of health, but um, just felt that, it, you know, if he had died of natural causes, that would seem totally reasonable. Well, it turns out that Peter Smith was found with a, a plastic bag over his face and had died of, died of asphyxiation, and they were trying to call it a suicide. And he just right. so happened to be staying at a hotel where Mayo Clinic patients and their families often stay in, um, I believe, now I don't remember if it was New York or Florida, but... It had just started to come out about the Mayo Clinic and its involvement in the organ harvesting rat line. So we right. think that, um, that they're related somehow or another. We don't know what happened, but Charles Ortel, after his original reaction, feeling you know it, there was nothing suspicious when he heard those details, was like, there's no way that guy committed suicide. He had just spoken with him. He was excited about the work he was doing. There was no indication to Charles that the guy was, you know, feeling despondent and and as though his life had no future. So, you know, this is yet again, I mean, it's really, you know, when you start to list the people and then we have the three attorneys in Debbie Wasserman Schultz's district who died violently just a couple of months ago, one of whom, one of whom was a federal prosecutor. Um, and we think he, Elizabeth Beck, uh, tied him, Bertrand Wisenant, to the organ harvesting fraud at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville. So th- this runs so deep. I just I, you know, you really have to wonder if we'll ever get to the the bottom of it once and for all. Am I do I still have you, Evelyn? It's colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces Bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Are you back on? Yes. Yes. I'm okay. sorry, Evelyn. I'm not sure what happened there. 
Pardon? I'm not sure what happened, but... Oh, well, listen, um, last week, well, usually, this, you, know, you know, I cover these kind of topics, and uh, our, our phone would get interfered with almost every week for a while, <laughs> and it was funny, last week it didn't, and it was going along good this week, but um, no, they somehow managed to mess up the phone lines. I'm sure. So where did <laughs> I lose you? I don't, I'm not sure where it dropped off. Yeah, because I was sitting there. Could you hear me when I was trying to, when I was asking you if you could hear me? Oh, I didn't hear any of that. Sorry. No, so see, I was cut off probably for quite some time. But you guys are kind of used to this because you have trouble when you're you're trying to tape your shows. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's the other day I couldn't even um, open Twitter on my laptop, and then our Skype get I get Skype hacking attempts every time I go on Skype. I get multiple attempts, and Jason, really? like, his bandwidth gets cut off. It's incredible, but it's it just gives us more um, indicators that we're in, going in the right direction. So it's like, okay, well, thank you for confirming. That's right. We, we keep going. We keep going, and that's what I was hoping because I know that you had problems so that, that I hoped that you could figure out something was going on, like what usually does. So, yeah. yeah, now what were we talking about? Oh, um, oh shoot. That was a long time well, ago now. <laughs> we were talking about the the deaths in the Debbie oh, Wasserman right. Shelter's district and that, uh, I don't know if you heard the part of Elizabeth Beck had connected Bertrand Wisenant, who was a Miami federal prosecutor who was murdered um, along with two other uh Miami attorneys within two weeks of each other. And she, Elizabeth Beck, who she and her husband, Jared, are uh, prosecuting the um, DNC fraud lawsuit. She connected Bertrand Wiseman to organ transplant fraud at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, and it was in a very, it was a very emotional interview. Actually, she was on Infowars, um, and she didn't claim to know what was going on, but it clearly she found it deeply disturbing. Right, so, and then they were getting calls, threatening calls, weren't they? And then, and, and then it came right. out in the news now that that this Imran Awam was was helping her make those calls to the Ross. I believe it. I mean, they they were. Um, not only that, but their their co-counsel, I can't remember his name, was getting threatened. And so we had these three deaths, you know, in that Miami district all within a couple weeks of each other. Seth Rich was killed. Sean Lucas seems to have died suspiciously last year. And then and he was the one um, that delivered. The, he was the one that served the lawsuit on the DNC, right? That's exactly right. That's yeah. right. And he was murdered. Well, he was found by his girlfriend with a very unusual mix of, you know, it's like a toxic cocktail of um, opioids and um, narcotics that would be really unusual to find. So it's very suspicious, and my understanding is that he didn't use those narcotics. So, right. But they're claiming it was a suicide. Right, all these suicides. Yeah, it's just like when you were talking with, about um, Klaus Eberwein. He was found with uh, a bullet to the head, and 
it may have been too, but you know how often they get away with saying it was a suicide, and these people literally will have two bullets in their head. And right, right. That's just like all the holistic doctors; they do the same thing with them. Yes, I hear. I heard of another. Yeah, I don't understand what that's about. That's a whole other topic I'd love to go into at some point. Um, right, but, because, but this is what they do. I mean, you know, and all the and, and like that, and these reporters and investigators and everything, they're on top of this stuff, and 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 then they commit suicide. And just like when you were talking about that, Mr. Smith, like he was telling Charles. I mean, he was talking about kind of like the project he was working on and what they were doing and everything. He had plans. That's right. That's right. He was not the kind of person who was sort of talking about being at the end of his life when right. he spoke with Charles. So it makes it incredibly suspicious. Oh, and then those two singers that um, both hanged themselves within a you know, month or so of each other. I don't know if you saw that. Both of whom were set to um, expose the child sex trafficking. So, oh, right, uh, right. Talk about that, those, those stars. See, I don't follow them, so I didn't even recognize the names. But, yeah, tell the, tell the audience about that. I believe it was Chris Collins and then um, I can't remember the other individual's name, but they were friends and they were working on this project together um, to expose child sex trafficking. And I believe it's Chris Collins that looks exactly like John Podesta and his mother apparently had an affair with John Podesta. Really? Yeah, so I we have not confirmed that they're related, which would really kind of be shocking, but um, not surprising given the, that his mother did have a relationship, and um, my understanding is that the child was born about you know shortly thereafter. So um, well, he sure they, does look like him. He, he they do. I mean, he's really the like sitting him. image and. So that's another that's another set of murders or suspicious deaths that we think are related to this right. through the child trafficking. Uh, right, and they aspect. were they were investigating that child uh, sex trafficking down in Haiti, weren't they? They have a foundation or something. Um, that I don't know. <laughs> that may be the case, but I'm not certain about that. But this is this is the thing, you know. Anybody that gets near. Exposing this or disclosing it, you know, that gets near to stopping it, this child sex trafficking or the organ harvesting or anything, then they get murdered. Yeah, it sure looks that way. It's really disturbing when you stop to consider the number of people who have died violently and are associated with that somehow. And meanwhile, the while the best uh, requested. Um, protection through the court, it was denied, despite all of that evidence. Right. It's incredible. You have to wonder whether or not this judge is going to be capable of issuing a decision that's um, objective under the circumstances in that case. Right, right. Now, this lawyer that Imran Awan hired, now tell, tell us a little bit about him. So he, there's a great um, call that Jason made to the law firm. It's Gowan, I believe, and um, this is a guy 
who worked for the Clinton campaign. She, he worked for both Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And for Hillary Clinton, he did the advance operation for, I believe, her 2008 campaign. And so he's tied in closely to that circle. And I think he was an advisor to Bill Clinton of some kind. Um, yeah, and he was a factor supposedly on his book that he wrote, on Clinton's book that he wrote. That's right. That's right. I mean, so that's and, both to them. That's both of them. That's and, right. So they, they're, it's clearly someone that is tied in closely in the Clinton circles who is now uh, representing Imran Awan. And then the other question is, um, who bailed him out? That's, an, that's, that's what that's I was something just going to ask. Somebody told me today in a comment on one of your live streams to Bill Clinton, and I said, are you, are you, is that a joke? And he said, no. And then I asked him for a source, but he he didn't give me one. Yeah, we have bond, confirmed right? reports of that too. But uh, really? I also we we don't know how much the um, bond or bill was, but I heard that it was five million dollars. And but the idea that they would let him go at all when he was attempting to flee the country in the first place is just beyond me. And given that what he was doing was spying on Congress. Just, well, right, and all the other uh, uh, brothers had left the country. And in fact, I thought that Imran had, too, when he was arrested. I was surprised he was still in this country. I was, too, frankly. I thought I thought he had gotten away, but apparently yeah. he was trying to clean up a little bit of his dirty work before he went back home, and they were, I don't know if you saw, that they're in the process of trying to sell these homes that they acquired um you know, a dozen homes or so over time, and they're trying to sell the last of them right as we speak and get the money to Pakistan. So the question is now, is the government going to allow, or the FBI going to allow them to wire that money out of the country under the circumstances when they've just been, you know, he was just arrested for bank fraud. So Right. right. So why would the Clinton's attorney, you know, let their attorney be hired by this spy? Well, that's a very good question, oh. Evelyn. I mean, and who's paying for it, too? If you oh, right, to... right. So, right. yeah, there there are definitely a lot of questions about how all this is happening. And, and it, I, I, like I said earlier, I've heard that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, this may all be for show, that she's devastated and, you know, this is really caught her by surprise, but you know, it may very well be that they they pulled a fast one on Debbie Wasserman Schultz, too, and she didn't know what hit her, so. Oh, I don't believe that for a minute. I mean, my yeah. God, they were fired back and, you know, ordered off them computers and stuff back in February, all these months, that no, yeah. she's blackmailed to the hilt. Who knows what they have on her? Good God. It's true. I, Somebody I said today that she she looks so rough or something, and I said, as an ex-drunk, I can tell you she's a drunk, because they were saying about <laughs> a raspy voice, you know, and stuff. And, right. and one of the commenters said, yeah, that, that she does have that look. And I said, well, as an ex-drunk, I remember that look good from 35 <laughs> years ago, and I recognize it. And you well, bet she's a I drunk. sure hope she, she spends the rest of her life in jail. I mean, just what they've been you know, perpetrating this whole time is just, just boggles the mind. It's so expansive. Had we actually talked about the Dilyana files when um, last we joined well, you for bit, your show? 
No, no. Tell me, tell us more about that. Okay, so you know we had um, discovered the Maersk shipping uh, lines, which we believe depleted uranium was being moved around on. So that right. was the waterborne rat line, and then we got we somebody forwarded to us this article that uh, a, a journalist, a Bulgarian journalist, Diljana, had published about uh, a cache of files that documented 350 diplomatic flights by airline uh, silk ways that were used to transport weapons to terrorists over the last couple of years. So these weapons include white phosphorus, 200 tons alone of white phosphorus. I don't know if you've seen the little girl's face from Yemen, Wala. She, oh, that, that Julian Assange sent out? Pardon? I said that Julian Assange sent out? Yes. Yes, that's and, right. and that was the time that's, that you were discovering this. So, I mean, that's his part that he feeds into this investigation because, yeah, he sent that out and showed what they're doing. That's exactly right. So that's what was being shipped. And we, this is unconfirmed as of right now because I've, I've lost track of the source, but um, I had some intel that both John McCain and Lindsey Graham are, have a direct financial interest in a Bulgarian munitions company by the name of Arsenal, and it was one of the companies that was shipping on Silkway's airline these illicit weapons to terrorists. And right, chemical weapons. Yeah. Yes, there were also, and it also included um, AK, I think there were AK-47s that had been modified in order to fire weapons that use depleted uranium in them. So, um, excuse me, ammunition that had depleted uranium in it because it can penetrate armored vehicles and um, body armor. But if you're carrying around ammunition with depleted uranium in it, you're being exposed to radiation that whole time. And we've We've seen now across Iraq, they, this is part of the Gulf War syndrome, it appears, was the exposure of these depleted uranium weapons in those um, theaters and now have caused birth defects to go through the roof in Iraq. And now they're being used all over Yemen and Syria and other countries right. around the and Middle our East. congressmen like McCain and... Graham are selling these weapons and shipping these weapons. I mean, this is how dirty this country has become. Yes. And meanwhile, the guy has a brain tumor, and he's calling for uh, more death and destruction while he's on his own deathbed. You know, yeah, I, right. Oh, yeah, right. I don't even buy it. He's just saying yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's what other people are it. saying. It's, it's not true, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it were just a play well, for you know, he's, he's just fake his death, you know, in... in to get out of being busted, because he's going to be one of them busted, the biggest. Him oh, I sure arming hope all these so. countries, arming all these terrorists, overthrowing these countries in cahoots there with Hillary, the foundation, yeah. overthrowing one country after another and just committing genocide across the whole planet. And, and yeah. then we find there's out no that question. they're, they're supplying them. He, yep. He was, all, he was a key player and remains a, a key player in the Ukraine and the support of yep. the neo-Nazis there against the government. 
He was a key right. player in, a, in uh, Libya, and he has played a very important role in Syria. Many pictures of John McCain with uh, ISIS leaders. Yeah, right with that, the terrorists. Yeah. And so, so I mean, we had talked about this before, but um, Serena Shim, she was an American journalist back in 2013, had exposed the rat line that was smuggling tens of thousands of terrorists from Iraq and Libya into Syria through Turkey. And they were going in on uh, World Food Organization trucks. And we've heard a lot recently about how these NGOs are being used as part of the um, the management of the rat lines and moving cargo around. So... Um, you know, it's just they don't even they don't even <laughs> really do a good job of hiding it anymore. But that journalist, Serena Shim, was killed within days of exposing that. But, right, right. Um, and then we had that uh, had that murder down in Haiti of that Monica. What was her name? Peterson. Um, yes. Yeah, that's and right. Did they try to say she committed suicide too? Right, and her family was very skeptical. They didn't buy it themselves, as well as those two um, musicians. My understanding is neither of their wives believed that they right. had committed suicide. So, right. So anybody um, who gets close to exposing or stopping these rat lines with this child sex trafficking, organ harvesting, they get murdered. Yeah, and, then and that's how big they are. Can... I mean, I mean, these are big stories, then you know, with these these bands and stuff, you know. And they don't care. That's right. Right in plain sight. And, and nothing gets done about it. Uh, it. It is scary. It is really, and it's going to get worse. Well, and you know, um, Charles Ortel, who we, he's a Wall Street analyst. He's a legend for his work, had uncovered fraud at General Electric and AIG following the 2008 uh, economic crisis. And he's been combing through the Clinton Foundation documentation for the last three years. And um, he, he's done an incredible job. There's a great interview with him on CrowdSource the Truth um, that's really worth watching because he even traces back the fraud of the foundation and the protection of it by Robert Mueller and James Comey back to 1998 when it was first established. They blocked investigations into it starting even that far back because it was never established properly. And from what Charles has said, that with foundation rules, that if the foundation turns out to be fraudulent, that it's the onus is on the givers to the donors to the foundation to ensure that the foundation is legitimate. So anyone right. who has given money to that foundation and not ensured the integrity of the operation is liable so long as they don't request their money back. And oh. the Gates Foundation, for example, has given untold millions. And so he, his belief is that going after the donors on the IRS side would be the, the quickest way to bring the whole thing down because all of them are obligated legally to ask for that money back and for the Clinton Foundation to cough up $100 billion um, to return to their donors 
is inconceivable. So right, right. And aren't the like the directors and everything that were on the boards of that foundation? Aren't they responsible too for this? Oh, project? absolutely, absolutely. The, that's why Eric Braverman, we believe, left abruptly in 2015 because he had to sign off as CEO. Uh, and Charles talked about this with us in a different interview. His he, as primary fiduciary for the organization, had to attest to the veracity of the financial statements. And when the time came to do that at the end of the year, he realized he couldn't do it because they were completely fraudulent. And that's why he abruptly resigned, because he, right, he couldn't right, sign because those. Right, right, because if he would have signed those, yeah, that he would have gotten big trouble. Then he was on the hook. That's exactly right. Right, right. And so, what did we ever? What did we ever decide? Now, what's the latest word on Seth Rich? Is he dead or alive? <laughs> it's looking more and more like there was no murder. I mean, just every um, now they're trying to. The mainstream press is trying to link Seth Rich to Russia. I don't know if you've seen that. They're trying to say he's the one that leaked to Russia, and that's how Russia influenced the election. But, yeah, um, I, I, oh, yeah who's it seems like they bring garbage. him up whenever we start getting further um, closer to the details on the Iwan investigation. It right. seems like some new piece of misinformation comes out about Seth Rich. And uh, most recently, um, there was something about... They, somebody thought they had his birth, his death certificate, but it turned out not to be true. Another was that his girlfriend broke up with him long before they he was killed, and that they weren't on the phone that night. And then um, the most recent one was that I saw was about the there was this Russian tie <laughs> with with Fred. Right. Well, so, then too that 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 Wheeler that. Uh, Mr. Wheeler that was doing that investigation that you guys had him on a video too, um, he, he said that he was investigating and that that night that he was killed that there was an IT party with uh, before earlier in the evening. And then there was a picture at that bar and people said that that, that uh, Imran Awan was there, but then other people said that that wasn't him. Yeah, for our um, research indicates that that is not Imran Awan and mm -hmm. that that photo is actually from 2015, not 2016. That's what we believe. We, we are, we're still trying to confirm that, but so far right. that's what we, um, where we are with, with verifying that. So, and that could have been again thrown out there to to distract people. Who knows? But um, well, sure, because it was a big distraction. I mean, when I seen it, that was great. You know, it was like there it is. You know, but uh, right, sure. right. So I wonder who put that out there. It's a good question, and but <laughs> but given the developments, we're starting to think more and more that the whole Seth Rich thing was a big school play, and there's really no truth to it whatsoever. Well, yeah. Look at you guys. Looked for uh, you, you look for that uh, Braverman for almost a year before he turns up alive. Right. Yeah. And now this is that, now this, well. This is over. This a year now. So uh, I wonder. I wonder if well, it'd be hard for him to turn up though because his parents said that he was dead. Right. Well, so that's now, the now thing. Braverman's never said that. Yeah, and brave, so you know, and 
Charles Dortel talks about this. If, if ever there were a time for a whistleblower to come forward, now is it. I mean, there are so many people out there who have stuck their necks out and are, you know, taking a chance by speaking up just little bits here and there that, you know, we're so close. And Eric Braverman really is the key to solving all of this because he saw what was going on. He knows about the white phosphorus and the depleted uranium and the sex trafficking. He knows about all of it and he knows how it's all being run. And he's the key to solving this and you know he had said when he spoke at Oxford that time um, when we did see him that you know it takes it's going to take a large number of people and one individual alone in a sea of corruption simply cannot fight back and I, I fully respect that but you know now we have this huge community that's working together to address this and you know, our hope is that he'll find the courage to just come forward and take a chance along with the rest of us. Well, yeah, and George always says on his video, he invites everybody to come forward and come clean and get clean. I mean, I mean, and and a lot of them should right now because they're not getting out of this. So That's right. You know, and and all these, everybody in Washington is blackmailed. And now, I mean, I knew that before this spy ring. But now what we see what has happened here, and it, and it looks like the Clintons are running this whole show. I mean, they're behind this, and uh, and 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 obviously from the emails you see that the, you know they're they're in tight with this with Anthony Weiner's trusted staff here that uh, they're behind all this, and uh, they're the ones that got the goods on everybody, and and that then that tells a lot about how these people will not quit supporting Hillary no matter what horrible stuff comes out. They keep supporting her. Yeah, and there's no logical explanation except that they're being blackmailed. I mean, really. And the thing is that this will never get better. It will never get no. better. If we don't stop at this time, it, it no, it, well, this country's over. If we don't stop at this time, I mean, it should have been stopped, this child sex trafficking back when Bush was in office. And That's everything, right. And it got swept under the rug. And look at how much worse it has gotten to now. Right. And people forget that uh, I believe it was 2013 um, that CNN actually did a report on the State Department and a child sex trafficking scandal that implicated people at the highest levels there that was covered up by Hillary Clinton. I mean, this is, again, these are facts. We're not... We're not making this stuff up. It's, it's already been out there and reported on, and, you know, we're just reminding people and sort of trying to expose more of the details around how it was all working. But the Internet has really caused it to explode and to a degree that I think just really for most people, it's just truly breathtaking how how large and expansive that whole network is. Oh sure, and, and and this is a worldwide investigation too. I mean, That's you right. guys have people from all over the world. Well, like you, like the one with the with the um with that shipping those weapons and stuff. You know, people are working all over the world to, to uncover this and expose this That's and right. end it and end it and end this genocide. That yep, it, that they, and it's that, non-part. It's 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 a. Uh, 
not a partisan issue, and that's one of the things that, that really gives me a lot of optimism about it is I, I probably, you know, half of the people that I engage with about this, I would disagree with them probably on a couple of different policy issues, but the bottom line is that those disagreements don't matter as so long as we're faced with this kind of corrupt system. And until we end the system, our policy debates are going to be meaningless because nothing will ever happen. And we're seeing that with the health care policy and how corrupted everyone in uh, Congress is by the pharmaceutical industry donations that they get for their campaign. So, um, you know, it's really – and that's, that's what makes me hopeful is – People are, re- are setting aside their differences and recognizing that we have to stand together against this, or otherwise we don't have a shot. No, no, we don't stop at this time. And, and I, I mean, I don't even know how it could get any worse than what we discovered now. <laughs> I know. But I think so, because, I mean, you know, they're, they're peddling out this, you know, transgender stuff and this pedophilia stuff, and, and I don't know if you... Uh, I mean, and I get so angry about this, you know, this social engineering trying to trying to make it so that people accept this pedophilia that it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if you noticed this week, I posted up there that Vogue magazine, Teen Vogue magazine, uh, they put this garbage out. This they put out a, a thing about teaching teaching children how to have anal sex. <laughs> I saw that. I and saw encouraging that. it. I mean, this is so sick. If we, if we don't it stop is. this, I we are agree. I, our you children, know. twisting their minds about their sexuality, about their gender, about everything, and it all is part of this. These filthy pigs running this country. Yes, I mean they're bona fide sociopaths that are are in charge these days. I think it's safe to say. But um, you know, thankfully, we're we're we think we have a lead on the um, individual who was killed at Classic Motors, and that it's related to Imran Awan and the uh, car dealerships and the the fencing ring of the Bentleys. So we're hoping that will get us closer to to solving this because one way or another, it's got to come down, and we'll just keep running down the leads as they become available and until they prove, you know, that invalid or otherwise. Right. I mean, you know, when people stop and think, you know, that um, for years on end that somebody was reading every email and every phone call that you made and everything was listening yeah. to you, everything. if people put themselves in this place, imagine this. These are our top lawmakers that this happened to. Yeah. So, Imagine yep. the dirt that they have on these people. And, I can't. and then, you know, when these spy rings, they go around and they spy on your whole family. They spy on anybody you contact. I mean, That's right. So well, and if you, if you consider, too, you know, you don't even have to do anything wrong. They just have to get something that looks compromising and then right. can, can make it, whip it into a scandal. So... You know, there are, there are plenty of people who are afraid of the appearance of scandal, even though they may not be truly implicated, which, you know, is just sickening. Well, right, and when you think about it, they take, you know, all of your friends, all of your family members, all, and they spy on everybody when they, when they really want to trap you. 
I mean, how many people, you know, have big families and, and a lot of friends and stuff that some of them haven't done things that That's right. you wouldn't know about, you know, but then they and come at you with that. If you didn't do anything, they'll come at you with that. They'll blackmail you with something your family member or a close friend yep. did to shut you up. That's exactly I mean, right. And this is I so don't know if hand. you've seen, um, you know, Katie Johnstone, who's a great writer and, very, you know, very critical of uh, the deep state, um, recently has been getting attacked, because you know, digitally because of her position. And she's sort of just the latest journalist to fall prey to that whole online smearing tactic to discredit anyone who dares to contradict the official narrative or question it. Right, right. Well, I've said I don't care. I don't care what they would come and, and try to blackmail me to set up. So I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'll tell you why. Because there is not going to be a generation, another generation for our children and grandchildren, if this isn't no. stopped. You know, That's I right. mean, and then the chemtrail spraying and all the rest of it, you know. That if we don't, if we don't stop this. It doesn't matter what they blackmail me with, because if we don't stop this, there is no hope for the future. No, that's exactly right. That was the same equation I drew in my own head. It's like, okay, you know, say they decided they wanted to, you know, publicly embarrass you or whatever, and I'm, they certainly could if they got hold of my private correspondence. I'm sure, but it's just like, you know. I like you. It's like, well, what? You know, maybe I protect myself from some embarrassment, but it's just like, then what? Like, what? What am I left with? And what are my kids left with? It's just not worth it. No, and and, and I, I mean, I said years ago, you know, they kind of found stuff on me in my twenties and stuff, my drinking days and stuff. But not now. But I don't care what they'd come up with. I'd tell them go for it. I don't care what yeah. you say. Yeah. I am not stopping. Good for you. I'm glad nope. to hear that because that's what we need. Yep. I don't. Well, you know, when you sober up, you kind of let all your problems out. But anyhow, oh, there's <laughs> the song. Thank you so much, Trish. And Thank you, Evelyn. Hopefully, come back next week. Will do. I'd be happy. Okay. Okay, people. We'll see you next week. Bye. My eyes go still.